Oh, this thing is telling me that I need to re- delete storage. <laughs> All right, let's get started, everybody. I am very excited about having this Monday night call because it's March, and March is usually an awesome month for our businesses. And it's like the recovery time after January. I'm not sure what happens you know, at this time of year, but it's a really good time of year, March and April are awesome. And so if you're doing your things, you're talking to people, you're doing your follow-ups, and you're getting the word out there about your business, it's pretty darn amazing right now. Uh, One of the things that I always really like talking about is follow-up protocols. You know, people get a little bit weird about doing follow-ups. And I'm sometimes I'm in that same wagon, you guys. I mean, it's you know, for me, I'm the the introvert, you know, I'd rather not call people, but in a day and age right now when everything is text, everything is virtual, everything is email or Facebook or something like that, good old-fashioned phone calls are really not the norm anymore. I mean, it, you know, people do everything in text and then they meet in person or something like that. They do a Zoom. But getting people on a good old follow-up uh, you know, phone call is really great way to connect with people, especially your new members. And so how do you do that? When you call them, you leave voicemails and nothing happens. The best way is however you know how to reach them is to be able to do a text or a Facebook message or whatever you've got, and then do a, um, a set up a time. You know, say, hey, you know, I want to catch up with you, make sure you got your product, your, you know, blah, 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 blah. How about we talk Thursday at 8? You know, set it up and do it that way. And if they don't respond, you've got to keep responding because your job, and you could tell them this, hey, I don't mean to bug you, but my job is to help you and support you, so please let me know when's the best time to talk. So, there's my little tip on follow-up today. It's not a huge tip, but that if you just take that one thing, you do your texting, your Facebook messaging, or whatever, to set up a phone call or a Zoom or whatever you do for your video conference, phone call or video, like connection with person with words, um, it will greatly enhance your loyalty in your business with business builders and also the people that are um, uh, you know, getting started on product. So anyways, I hope that you guys are having a fantastic week. As you know, we have the Premium Starter Kit with the Desert Mist Diffuser that has the Copaiba in it. Um, They're clearing those out. Those are the older model. I mean, it's still awesome. But those are on sale 10% off. So the code for that is 22397D. So when you go in, search 22397D or put in Desert Mist, and then I found it. Um, it's on sale for 144 because they're clearing those out because of the new ones that came in. They're still online as of right now. Uh, I bet you they're not going to be on very long. So my suggestion is to get that as soon as possible <laughs> or to share it with people so that you can uh, get people started who are ready to go because I know you can enroll people with it as well. I'm not sure. Monty had the yes. Diamond Factory system on sale um, hey there, I hear you. Um, Diamond Monty had the Diamond Factory system on sale for uh, 99. I'm going to check really quick to see if he still has it on sale. Hang on a second, you guys. Um, I don't know if I think he took it down. Um, 
I think he already took it down. He had it on sale for 99 throughout yesterday, but it's actually off. So there is that. <laughs> so much for that. I Oh, it actually is 99 still. So he, it's, he forgot to change it. <laughs> so we were busy really weekend all weekend. If you go there right this second and get Diamond Factory System for 99 it's normally 137 I don't know why the tab is showing on diamondfactory.com as more and more fit over 40. Click that, and then you'll get the 99. I don't know why that button is not correct. He was in there messing around today doing something else, and he forgot to change the price. So if you know anybody that wants – Diamond Factory training is all of your foundation training for your business, how to talk to people, expos, setting up classes, troubleshooting with team resolving conflict, you know, how to get a customer into a distributor, how to, you know, all that stuff, your basic Young Living skills. If you feel like you don't have some of that, you want to fill in the gaps or recap on things, even if you've had a good team and you're like, I need some refreshers, it's a one-time 99. It's really a no-brainer. So get to Diamond Factory diamondfactorytraining.com, click on more and more, fit over 40. Like I said, the button is mislabeled right now. <laughs> and get it before he changes it. Because as soon as he gets in the door later tonight, I'm going to tell him the button is wrong, and he's going to change the price. So <laughs> do it right now if you are wanting that ASAP. Okay, so let's get into, I need to go and do one more thing. I'm getting notices through free conference call that I'm out of memory. Um, if you are looking for recordings of this or want to share this with other people, the podcast on iTunes, search for Diamond Factory, and same with SoundCloud. You know, this podcast gets like thousands of downloads for each call within the first few weeks after we are on uh, live. So you can get over there and tell people to listen. There's almost 300 calls that are archived there from the last, I don't know how many years, six years. So get in there and listen. You can have it as your mobile university. And it's free training, you guys. It's like, I mean, we've had leaders. We've had on Mary Young. We had on Jared Turner. We've had on Royal Crown Diamonds. You know, everybody in between. It's really an asset to your new members, yourself. You know, listen while you are driving or listen in a team setting, whatever works for you. People, I mean, I see it all the time. People come up to me and they're like, oh, my gosh, Jen, I can't believe that those calls were so valued to me when I first started, and now I'm at this XYZ rank. And sometimes it's diamond, I just want to tell you. <laughs> so get over there, tell them to look at If you've got an iPhone, it's iTunes, search Diamond Factory. If you're on SoundCloud, you will search Diamond Factory as well, and you will find all the listening you could possibly imagine under the sun. So today I am super excited about my guest. Um, Daryl, are you there? Daryl, are you there? Yes, I am. Oh, fantastic. (laughs) I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. So I'm super excited because people don't know who you are. You know, when I bring on a guest that, you know, is not like a, a famous name in the company, they're like, who is this? But they're going to be in for a mega treat because you have an incredible story, and I want you to share some of that in just a second. But you have worked with many, many people. I mean, big name people to you know veterans. I mean, you know, it doesn't matter. It seems that people that need help, you are there, willing and ready to go to help people move through some serious issues in their life, and it could be. Serious doesn't mean like necessarily huge trauma. It can mean whatever is holding people back, you know. And 
especially in this business that we have, it is very likely there is junk in the trunk that's holding us back. And I really am excited to have you here and help people connect with their money mindset. You know, and I know we're going to do a meditation here in a little bit as well. But uh, do you want to share a little bit about your background? You know, kind of like how you wound up from this journey. You know, you were you know military, and now you're like this. I don't even know what I want to call you. Like a uh, a block removing wizard or something. I don't know what's the right word. <laughs> I've been called a lot of things, so all all which are none of them have been late for dinner. So. Yeah. yeah, don't call me late for dinner. <laughs> yeah, um, but oh no. First of all, I, I thank you so much uh, for getting an opportunity to talk to your tribe tonight. Um, I really appreciate the opportunity. Can you guys hear me okay? Can you hear me okay? Jen? I can hear you. Yeah, I can hear you good. Okay, perfect. Uh, give me one second. Um, so basically, guys, I'd like to say thanks so much, Jen, for having me on tonight, and I'd like to share with you a little bit of my story will kind of help you guys. And the reason I'm sharing this story, guys, is because I was at a point in my life where I was financially stuck, and I really needed to retune my mind around how I thought about money. Uh, and I don't know if I can't really get the feedback. I'm used to having like one-on-one or talking to like a group audience. But I ask you guys right now, just think about a time in your life when you've actually been stuck around like something. It could be anything, right? Um, particularly I'd like to talk about money tonight because it's something that oftentimes is near and dear to our heart and it's being entrepreneurs. Um, it's, it's often the case. I'm actually filming a documentary right now. It's called the truth about PTSD.net. And if you go on the internet, uh, when you hear this, you can check it out. And what I'm doing is I'm going around, I'm interviewing some of the top neuroscientists, some of the top personal development expert entrepreneurs, people that are friends of mine, peers of mine, um, uh, people that have been on CNN, people that are on Oprah, uh, people that are leading, you know, the edge in what they do. I'm also interviewing, like, entrepreneurs about their journeys around, like, having financial PTSD or have, have, maybe they've lost a loved one uh, or maybe they've been in a situation where they've been in a bad relationship or they find themselves getting in a bad relationship over and over again. And sometimes the relationship could be about money, but it also, also could be, like, a love-type relationship. So oftentimes people run into that and the crazy part about it is they don't ever associate it things around like trauma. So what I'm, what I'm bringing up to you guys right now, I just wanted you to kind of explore the, the journey a little bit when it comes down to around trauma. See myself personally, um, I went through and I suffered from trauma. I didn't even realize it. Um, I was in the Marine Corps for 13 years. Uh, and as I was in the Marine Corps, I ended up being part of a infantry battalion that we end up losing, uh, you know, 34 Marines in due to combat operations. Uh, my, out of my old platoon, we had 55 individuals in that platoon, and there were only two that actually didn't receive a Purple Heart, right? And mm. what I mean by that, guys, is they did not actually get, uh, uh, you know, bombed or had a grenade fragment in them or shot with a bullet or something like that, um, like physical harm done to them. But the mental harm, everybody across the board, this actually affects. And it's often the invisible wounds side of things that people don't actually realize. And this happens in business and also happens, like I said, in relationships, and it's just as strong as if somebody actually went to combat. Um, you know, I'm saying that uh, because I've actually done both, right? I've been in situations through, to work through a divorce, to work through bad relationships, uh, to work through uh, dealing with the financial front of things, to work through the, you know, losing, you know, over 25, um, you know, friends, best friends of mine, uh, Marines have served with mentors of mine to combat operations. Uh, and it is during that journey 
um, that I didn't realize that I had post-traumatic stress. I didn't even identify myself as having that. I didn't identify myself with having survivor's guilt. Um, and what I realized after sitting down talking with a friend of mine that was a Navy SEAL, he shared with me his journey and how he had actually lost a lot of SEALs one day. And when he shared that journey with me, I automatically self-identified with it. So I'm in the process right now. I'm filming this documentary, and the, the purpose behind the documentary, again, is to be able to help people um, such as yourselves that are out there that possibly been affected by suicide or you've been affected by some kind of loss that's been in your life that's been traumatic, uh, to let you know that, yes, you know, unfortunately, because of what happened, you have been affected by the post-traumatic stress side of things, you know, and that's where the subconscious mind actually, you know, comes in. So I hope that helps Jen a little bit paint the picture about what we're going to talk about today, uh, because the whole purpose today is about how to look at retuning your mind when it comes down about money, the financial trauma that you've actually maybe forced uh, in hand. So there's a process that I'm going to go through and take you guys and walk you through today on the call. Uh, so by the end of the call, my my goal for you is really to take away from this call possibly why you've been stuck where you're at, you know, in your life. And it could be in any perspective. Um, I'm specifically going to focus on money on the side of it. But the process I'm going to go over with you works across any, um, any, any perspective, you know, as you go through and um, basically let, you know, retune your mind around the, the thoughts and the patterns you've actually had in the past. You know, when, do you, so people's stuff that's happened in their life, even though it seems unrelated, can cause financial PTSD? Can, well, help me understand that a little bit. Absolutely. So there's, there's a time, I'll give you an example, just a personal story about myself. You know, when I was really young, um, I was about seven years old. And in this time period, I learned a lot about money because I asked my mom when we were walking through the grocery, it was not a grocery store, it was a toy store. And I saw this toy on the shelf and it was $100. Now, back then, as when I was a kid, that might as well be $1,000 to a kid today, right? I mean, that's, that's how much $100 was back then. Long story short, I asked my mom, how do I get the toy? And she, in turn, told me to ask my father. Now, my father is an entrepreneur, and my mom's not. She was a maternity nurse, and she worked really hard as a nurse for, you know, 40-some years. And it was during this journey that I asked my dad about how I make the money for it. Um, and he told me. He told me what to do, how to do it. Um, I then figured out that, hey, if, if my house had issues like this, there was probably other houses in the neighborhood who could use some help, whether it's raking leaves or pulling weeds or doing stuff like that. So I learned at a very young age on how to become an entrepreneur because I had a drive and a passion and a will and a, and a goal that I had for myself in order to get this toy in particular, right? So one of the things, whatever you're doing in life right now, is you need to set that goal and that attention out there, whatever it is for you to achieve. Otherwise, your mind doesn't actually know where it's going because your mind acts as like a GPS. So it's super important to then basically program your mind around the right things. And that's what I got the benefit of doing. Now, I grew up in a household with, um, you know, two older brothers, a younger sister. But, you know, out of the household, you know, I was the one that really took this to heart and really put the time, energy, and effort into it. And I learned a lot from my one older brother, um, you know, in the process as well because he in turn actually subcontracted his chores down to me. And he was paying me like pennies on the dollar to, to you know, do his chores uh, as, long as, as well as my, my own. So he would get paid by my mom. And he would turn around and pay me. So he's teaching me, you know, the aspects behind actually uh, managing people, you know, from that perspective. So when I go back to that story, basically what happened with me is I learned at a very young age that if you put your mind to it, you're going to be able to achieve it as long as you stay focused. So it was a very valuable lesson, a positive lesson around money. Now, about two years later, um, I, you know, I had gone on and achieved that goal and I was able to get the toy. 
But two years later, I, I ended up in a, a situation where I came home one day uh, and I saw very, something that was very traumatic, and I didn't realize it at the time. Uh, it was so traumatic that my dad, um, you know, his stuff was being thrown out the window. Uh, my parents were yelling. They got in a big fight, you know, and my dad came outside and then took his stuff and actually left. And here I am, you know, not knowing what's going on, a little bit freaked out. I got on my bike and I rode out in the woods. And just like I did in the Marine Corps, if you didn't want to find me, you weren't going to find me. And I went out and I hid in the woods. And I remember hiding this, this hole I actually dug. Um, even back then, I used to go out in the woods, dig holes, and hide in them. It was funny, years later, I was doing that as a career, go figure, right? And in the process, I, I learned that, like, money was something that was, like, a bad thing. You know, money at that point became one of those things that was a trigger for me that because I went through this experience of, experiencing how, um, you know, my family reacted around money because I had telemarketers calling the house. I had to go next door with buckets of water to go fill up the back of the uh, toilet uh, because we didn't have enough money to pay the bills. We didn't have money to pay the electricity bill. We didn't have enough money to pay the water bill. We didn't have money to pay the mortgage because ultimately at that point, the financial landscape back in like 1986 or so um, due to the stock market and the interest rates, you know, getting all you know, jacked up. They went up to like 18 to 20%. Nobody was buying houses. And my dad being in the housing business, um, all of a sudden, you know, business drew up. And then when it happened, all the money dried up as well. So unfortunately, I learned at that age that, you know, I could hang up on a creditor. And I learned mm. that, you know, how money was something that you really need to hold on to. And, you know, money could be like a, a bad thing. Because before we had success, you know, my family, I had been to Disney World several times. I had gone to you know, the Bahamas, we, were, we lived a good lifestyle, right? My, I wasn't necessarily, like, spoiled. My parents never, you know, bought anything outside of, like, a birthday or a holiday. But they definitely taught me the value behind money. Uh, and when all, all that happened, I didn't realize how much that was going to affect me growing up then, like, later on in life as an adult. So when I grew up later on in his life as an adult, what ended up happening was the same young child had never healed from money. You know, so I don't know if you grew up in a household and you experienced something similar or maybe even as an adult where you had some kind of financial thing happen to you uh, and it, it had to, you, you know, setback, like a financial setback. And now it becomes like a hot topic for you. And maybe you actually get a little bit upset about it even when you think about it. And if you've got associations like that around money, what it's really doing on the subconscious side of things is actually keeping you from getting it. Because to think about it this way, if you had something and you put it in your hand and it was really hot, you're going to let go of it. You're not going to want to be around it. You're, you're going to basically repel that, you know, being in your life. Uh, and with that being said, that's what I was doing with money. You know, I would get to the point where even as a 25-year-old, I remember standing in the kitchen with a credit card thing came in the mail and thinking like, oh, I don't want a credit card because credit cards are bad, right? I didn't want to have um, somebody, uh, you know, have debt over my head and things of that nature. So the reason I'm sharing that story with you guys is because it's, it's, it's literally – like how my perception was as a young child is now basically now manifesting as an adult because here it was, I, I was a young child and I had this perception about money and where it was at and everything else. And then all of a sudden everything changed, you know, because now it is I'm an adult and I see it's not actually helping me get where I want to go in life. And I had to go back and kind of retune my mind about how it is. I look at money. Um, and once I was able to do that, everything shifted for me. So I hope that answered the question a little bit around like, you know, uh, the, the like the financial trauma side of things with money because I know that I'm not um, unique in the situation. There's a good chances are if you're listening to this, you've gone 
through some kind of financial trauma. Maybe you've had, um, maybe we're around in 2008 when all of a sudden, you know, these large banks actually shut down overnight or your job actually dried up all of a sudden, or maybe you're in a situation where um, your business dried up because technology changed. No, that's happening like every day. There's people that are mom and pop businesses that are just disappearing overnight because they can't afford to stay in business. They go against the Walmarts of the world or the Amazons of the world or, you know, the other businesses that are coming into the area. So, you know, there's all kinds of different stuff with financial trauma um, that's associated with it. Now that individual who basically was their identity at this point and their identity is now gone, they were identified as like the store owner. You know, you've seen these companies that have been around for a long time. All of a sudden, some app comes out and replaces the, uh, the business. Um, I sat down with a friend of mine the other day and interviewed him, uh, John Limbacher, and he was in the photography space back when they used to do special effects uh, with photography, right? And he was one of the best yeah. out there doing it, charged a lot of money for it. And overnight, somebody came out with a program called Photoshop, right? And now you have people out there with their iPhones that are taking just as good of pictures as professional photographers because what you can actually do with an iPhone and the apps that are out there. So, you know, you're not, you know, you, you might not have actually realized it up, at the, up until this point, um, possibly even here in this conversation about how you've actually been affected. Does that kind of help you out, Jen? Yeah. So it seems like what we would think, quote unquote, appearing, you know, insignificant events can totally affect and ripple through anything. It's almost like, sabotage our, our what's happening in our business because of stuff that we've got issues around that we're not even aware of. It sounds, is that correct how I'm understanding it? Yeah, hundred um, percent. It's oftentimes, even I had a instance where there's a, there's a woman I was working with and her mom actually looked at the scale she was standing on as a young child. And then all of a sudden she, this young child now grew up and had thoughts around like that she was overweight and that she now, all of a sudden, she found herself becoming bulimic, and she she found herself, like, going through anorexia and doing all these things to try to look a certain way um, because she was just trying to, like, impress her, her mom at that point uh, to get mm-hmm. love from her mother because her mom always talked about how, and it, how important it was to look good, right? And oftentimes I feel this, you know, I feel, I feel honestly a little bit bad for, for the women that are out there. They're trying to look like these supermodels on these billboards when these billboards have been photoshopped, you know, a hundred times over to have these women like looked a certain way. And it's, it's crazy. Um, the amount of stuff. And all of a sudden you're getting hit by these, um, you know, in the checkout line, you're seeing all these pictures and what everybody's supposed to look like. And it's all a bunch of uh, BS because it's all fake. You know, they yeah. turn around and they, they, um, Photoshop the hell out of all these photos. And then all of a sudden, you know, you have this preconceived notion of like, Oh, that's what I'm supposed to look like. I'm supposed to look like this person. And then, actually, if you saw that person in public, you wouldn't even recognize them. I mean, it, I, just, I watched a special on TV about it, and I was just like, wow. I was like, that's crazy. It's an advantage for the models and the famous people because when they're on the streets, they don't get pestered because they don't look like anything what they look like when they're then all done, done up and things like that. Um, you know, is that why when people either try to look for business builders in their groups and their teams or they sponsor people – they could be saying all the right words, right? They're doing all the things, right? But they can't even get anybody to join their business. Is there like a subconscious, like blaring uh, beacon saying, I think I suck, you know? <laughs> is, can you help? Is that, what do you, huge, I, I don't even, huge, go ahead. Yeah, huge, huge disconnect with that because you've got 
people out there that have a product or program that's a great program. It works, right? And you've had two people enter the company at the same time. And this one person over here is attracting people like gangbusters, right? Yeah. Everybody's like flocking into that person. And this other person over there started at the same time could be saying the exact same script on the phone or yes. has the same exact funnel online or they're doing the same stuff. But for some reason, they're just not attracting like the, the person they want in their business. They're not growing um, at the same level. And it's, it's the, the invisible stuff that's actually going on. Uh, it's the person actually feeling like they're worth it, right? Because oftentimes in life, people all of a sudden feel like this whole self-worth issue actually come up, right? And they don't actually feel like they're actually worth being that person on stage. And they're sitting out in the audience and they're looking at the stage and like, man, I want to be that person on stage and I want to um, be able to, uh, you know, attract the, the new business builder that's going to be in my business and get that person out there who's just going to help me take my business. And the thing about it is, is they, they might have not, they might have done it before. Oh, you're cutting out a little bit. You're cutting out there, buddy. This is the good oh. stuff that we want to hear. There you go. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Are you No, it's getting all pixelated weird. Yeah, I have all the bars on here. Uh, I have all the things. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. Go ahead. I can hear you now. So, you know, individuals out there, you know, I have a friend of mine. He grew his business to like 30,000 people. Right. If I said his name, you might actually recognize him because you're, you know, in this industry, and it was in a direct sales company. Um, and he constantly turns around and helps people go out and build large organizations. And you know, if you ask that guy, you know, what's the difference between like him and like the next person? It's his, it's his attitude um, towards like the business and towards what he's able to do because he knows in his heart he can go out there and actually do that, right? And he knows it because he's gone out there and done it. But he also he believes in himself. Uh, before the you know before the whole thing actually started, so that's another mm-hmm. thing is just having that belief in yourself, feeling like you're actually worth you know uh, worth it. You know, a lot of times people don't feel like they're actually worthy, and that's why they don't go out and actually build a large business. Have you have you kind of found that to be the case, Jen? Absolutely, but the I'll tell you in all transparency, the hardest thing for me as a leader of a team is that person that is doing all the things. They're saying the words. They got the scripts. They're talking to people, and they can't get it going. And as a, as a support coach type upline, whatever, I, I'm like, I feel helpless because I'm like, I know they got stuff they need to work on, but I, have, I don't even know where to begin to help them or even where to direct them because it's heartbreaking. You know, when someone wants it, but they're like, they're doing, oh, my gosh, it's hard. That's probably the hardest part about doing this is that. I I can I can so much agree with what you're saying, Jen. I've talked to um, a lot of these phenomenal business coaches out there. I mean, some of these guys charge you know at a minimum like a thousand dollars an hour for their time. Actually, I just left um, interviewing a, a really good friend of mine, and um, I helped him about five or six years ago. And this is like, this is a gentleman that actually you know meets with CEOs. He raises millions and millions of dollars, uh, you know, tens of millions of dollars to grow companies and buy companies and sell them out on Wall Street and stuff like that. And he himself had actually run into a similar situation. Um, so it's not just somebody who's even um, starting out just a direct sales company on that side of it. It really affects all levels. Uh, and and it's, the same, it's the same thing that's actually going on, is he couldn't actually figure out why he couldn't get out of his own way in this sense. 
Um, and yet, you know, you know, here's a guy who's actually done this over and over again, and he tracked all these different type of people. Um, and one of the biggest things is reaching out and actually asking for help. You know, asking somebody like, like Jen for help, guys, if you're stuck and you're like, you know, you need help, and you need to ask people that are in your network, people that have actually already walked in their shoes, people that are in front of you, uh, that, that are doing what you actually want to do, and ask them for help. You know, and, and put your ego in your back pocket, you know, even if you've gone out and done this before. And that's what this gentleman did. And that's one of the probably the big regrets he had is not doing it sooner, was going out and asking people in his network for help. And, you know, I would say out of everybody I've talked to, that's been the biggest thing is you have to be willing to then go out and actually ask people for help. You have to be willing to raise your hand and say, okay, I know I'm not playing at the level I want to play. I know I can actually play higher. Um, I'd like to go ahead and do that. So how do I, how do I go out and actually play higher at this point, right? So what I would suggest right now, if that's you, if you're identifying with that, uh, make sure you reach out to Jen after this call. And say, hey, listen, I love what that gentleman was speaking to on the phone. I definitely need some help. Um, how, do I, you know, how do I get your help to run the business side of things? Um, and that's a big deal. The second thing is the mindset side of it. If your mind's actually not right, your, your mind, your subconscious side of things is like an iceberg. Mm-hmm. So if you have your subconscious mind on that side of it, right, and it's in the, in the iceberg, the iceberg of what you actually see above the water, which is like, let's say, 10%, right? You're seeing 10% of what that iceberg actually looks like. The other 90% is all underneath the water. And a lot of times people are out there and they're trying to push the ice. It's like you're standing on top of the iceberg and you're trying to push the ice on top of the iceberg and you're wondering, why is it not moving the direction I want it to go in the water? And that's because you're really trying to push the, the basically the conscious mind side of things, Right. And the conscious mind is what's controlling, like, your, your direct actions, like, right now. Like, what it is, like, you're doing, you're thinking, you know, oh, I can do this or I can do this. You know, but your subconscious mind is where your beliefs are and where your habits are. Uh, it's where all these things are actually formed. And at a subconscious level, um, it's, it's basically at that level that the big change is actually made. And oftentimes people spend a lot of time on the conscious level you know, working on strategies and buying a Facebook ad course or, you know, hiring a coach or, you know, you know taking a, a sales course or something like that or going to a seminar. Um, but that's all working on the conscious side of the thing. That's, that's the stuff that's actually above the water, right? And all that's good, but if you're not implementing something that's helping you on the subconscious side at the same time, then, it, you know, you're basically trying to push a boulder up the hill, you know, because eventually the, the seminar is going to wear off right? The, the, the person that's out there reaching out for help that makes and so much who's, sense. Ident- who's, who's mm-hmm. identified themselves now and you can reach out to a professional to get some help on the subconscious side is going to make all the difference in the world because that's the big part of your mind. That's where every, all the decisions are basically made are at a subconscious level. They're not at a conscious level. And that's a really, really vital piece that once I discovered that, it changed everything for me. It changed how I saw the world. It changed how I interacted with people. You know, a big part of me was like when I was going through my journey was I had a lot of anger because of stuff that actually had happened to me in the past. And it was because of this anger um, that, you know, I was not possibly attracting the right people, right? I was attracting maybe the wrong people when it came to some of the people um, that I was talking to, you know? Um, So that's a big thing is you have to go through 
and figure out like those emotional baggage you have possibly that you need to just get rid of, you know, because if you're carrying around a lot of this low frequency, like energy types, you know, you're, you're always angry or, you know, you have a lot of anxiety or a lot of fear around certain things. What's going to happen is those things are going to not just, you know, manifest in your personal life, but they're going to manifest in your business life as well. Because if that stuff's not actually ironed out on the personal side, then on the business side, the same thing's going to happen to you. Um, and all of a sudden, you're wondering, like, oh, why am I not attracting the right people? Well, if you think about it right now, right now I want to sign up in my own company, right? That's, a, that's just being honest with yourself. Look yourself in the eye and ask yourself, am I somebody that I actually want to sign up into the company I'm actually working with? And if the answer is no, ask yourself why. Why would I not want to sign up with myself right now? What am I doing right now that I shouldn't be doing, you know, in, in my efforts to basically grow my business? You know, am I making all the sales calls I'm supposed to be making? Am I doing the follow-up I'm supposed to be doing, right? Am I putting in the time, energy, and effort to become a master of my craft? Whatever it is, whatever company you're a part of, right? And if, if you're not, you know, playing at that all-out performance, that peak performance side of yourself, ask yourself, well, how do I get there? Right? That's the next question to ask yourself, right? How to become a master of the craft, how to become a master of whatever the product's going to be. How do I turn around and then master, you know, what, what it is to sign people up into the company, right? So those are all, you know, aspects. It's really just getting honest with yourself and be like, hey, am I that person I want to recruit into my business? And if the answer is no, right, then go become that person. Figure out how to become that person. You know, and the fastest way is, is contacting with somebody else who's having success in the company you're actually doing and just do something really simple. Model them, right? Ask them, if, hey, listen, can I come, you know, be around you? That's how I first got started, you know, was I got around people that are just amazing at what they did and I listened to what they were doing and I got the same results, right? And that was a, that was a big thing is just modeling the people that are having success and what it is you're doing. See, I've spent over 10,000 hours mastering the mind and understanding what makes people successful. You know, everything from, you know, professional football players, professional basketball players, the professional, um, you, know, you know, friends sitting down having conversations with them. They're in the Navy SEALs and the Force Reconnaissance inside the Marine Corps to understand what it is to be at that peak potential, what it is to be the CEO of one of these large companies that are out there, right? And I find that all of a sudden they've got the same problems as somebody who's out there who's just getting starting in business as well. They're just a lot bigger. Does that kind of help you, Jen? Yeah, that's really powerful. Um, <laughs> that's really, really powerful. I think the, the takeaway that I just took with that really hit me is like, are you the person that you, like, would you join your own team with you as a sponsor? I mean, that's that's like some reality there, everybody. <laughs> it's yeah. like, ooh, um, mm, no. <laughs> no, I mean, just, that, you know, go ahead. That goes again. I want to wrap this around like the relationship side of things, right? Because a lot of times they'll go hand in hand. If you're having a problem in this department in your life, not recruiting the, the right person in your life, you might actually find yourself, if, if you're single and you're out there, you're, you're trying to date somebody, right? You're, you're, you tend to date yourself. And you're going to date people that are on your same level, right? And you're, all of a sudden, you're going to find yourself in these relationships, and they're not going to last. Or you're going to attract the same person over and over again, right? 
And that becomes a reality where you need to look at yourself in the mirror and realize, am I being the person in my life that I want to date myself, right? Mm -hmm. So I want to kind of emphasize that because if you're not, you're not recruiting the same person, good chances are in that, in that you know, level that you're going to find yourself not attracting the right person into your life. And if, you're mm-hmm. in a, if you find yourself in a marriage, you know, like I did, and I found myself like, wow, I started looking in the mirror and realizing like, wow, I'm, I'm not in the relationship I actually should be in. You need to start asking some of those tough questions to yourself, right? Is this the relationship I want to be when I'm sitting on my rocking chair at the age of 70 looking back on life, did I spend my life with the right person in my life, right? Did mm-hmm. I spend myself with my soulmate, my life partner, my flame, whatever you want to call it, am I with the right person in my life? And that's a, that's a, that's a question, that's a tough question to turn around and ask. And the other side of it, too, if you find that to be the case and you're not, ask yourself how can you actually get there. I'm not saying, you know, go get divorced or something like that or break up today. I'm saying ask yourself, is that person willing to do the work? Are you doing, willing to do the work with that person? Because here's the thing, if you're not willing to do the work with that person, right, there's a good chances are you're not going to be willing to do the work with yourself, right? There's, not, there's good chances are you're not going to be willing to do the work, you know, by yourself either, right? So that's really important, you know, when you're looking at things as far as, like, the relationship side of things. A lot of times these, these things actually go hand in hand. Mm, that's huge. That's super huge. You know, what are some of the things – that people can do every day? Because you're probably, what, need 10 minutes or something like that to do your meditation? How long do you need? Yeah, so it, it varies. Um, I have a meditation tracks that go as little as five minutes at the most of, like, 30 minutes. Um, the, Did, the biggest thing with is, is taking some time out of your day. That's funny. We were just talking. I was just at a conference. Here it is. I, I flew to California um, to go to a conference out here in San Diego to talk about meditation, productivity, and I just got a chance to be a person in the audience, right, listening to these individuals up on the stage. They're peers of mine, right, running their conference and their event. And it was like we were speaking the same language. We are talking about the same stuff. We are talking about, like, productivity. And one of the guys was talking about this individual who said to him, hey, I don't have time to meditate, right? And um, the guy said to him, he's like, really? He's like, well, that's something you need to go meditate on, Right. <laughs> He's like, get, get your mind right on that sense because he's like, let's take a look at your schedule, right? And it turned out over the course of a week, right? Over the course of a week, there was 11 hours that person was spending a week watching mindless news, right? Not mindless news that they found themselves actually watching on TV, 11 hours. But yet they didn't have 30 minutes in a day for themselves to actually make themselves more productive You've become happier, healthier, and wealthier in their life, right? So the bottom line is, is people's priorities, right, are sometimes like out of whack, right? What I mean by that is if you take a look at somebody's calendar, you're going to find out really quick, like, what they value, right, and what's important to them because it's going to be what they actually spend their time doing. See, a lot of people talk about, like, hey, like, well, working out is, like, super important to me and stuff like that, right, or – um, eating right is really important to me. And then you turn around and you spend, spend a few days with that person. And, you know, you're going to find that they, they, they're eating bad food or, you know, they're not going to the gym or they're doing all these things that they say are, like, so important to them. And all of a sudden, you know, you're going to find out that that's, not, that's actually the norm. But, yeah, they're like, no, diet is so important. No, exercise is so important. 
Now, don't get me wrong, right? Um, you know, we all have our times where you're, like, going super hard at work or you're going super hard in a certain area or you've had some of the personal come in into your life, right? Now, that's not exactly the norm, right? I'm talking about your uh, daily average, if you looked at it over the course of a month, you know, is, is that person's schedule, you know, filled with going to the gym or spending time? Or do they find excuses about why not to do those type of things? Like, oh, no, I'm busy again today. I can't go work out. Or, no, I'm busy again. I can't go spend time with my kids. Or, no, sorry, honey, um, I'm not going to be able to get home tonight. And all of a sudden that becomes the norm instead of actually the, the opposite side of things. So I think that's really important, you know, and when you're actually with somebody, right? I spent time with it today, uh, this amazing individual. His name is uh, Ken Druck. And he turned 70 today. Uh, and Ken turned around and shared with me about the biggest present he wanted was presence. Like P-R- Presence. Yeah, N-C-E. Like presence. You know, because oftentimes people are not present. So I wanted to do a little challenge with yourself. You know, look at yourself next time you go out to eat or you're going out with your family or you're spending some time with somebody you love. How many times do you pick up and check your cell phone? Right? How many times do you jump on an iPad? How many times do you sit around and watch, like, mindless TV? And one of my coaches, uh, it's funny, I was just meeting with him today, you know, shared with me how he was at uh, Blockbuster. Yes, this is dating himself a little bit. He was back when he used to rent VHS tapes. Those are things you actually put in that are similar to DVD. It's for the younger generation listening to this, right? And he literally uh, went into the Blockbuster. He had to pay a yearly membership where he would go down, and, and they're, they're kind of like red boxes now today, guys. He would pick up the movie, and he would come back and put it in. So the guy asked him, he said, hey, listen, do you want to re- renew your membership? And it was maybe 20 bucks a year or whatever it was. And he was like, you know, and I was like, I, you know, I, I, don't, I never thought about it. He says, well, it says here that you, you actually watched 176 movies in the past year. And all of a sudden, he was like, holy cow, I spent over 350 hours like sitting down on my couch with a woman I love just watching movies. That's a lot of time. And this guy does not have a lot of time in his life. So if you sit down and you actually do the math, right, how much time was he really spending with probably the most important person in his life, right, uh, outside of his son, right? Here it is, you know, your lifelong partner, and you're just putting yourself, plopping yourself down in front of a boob tube, you know, turning your mind off and sitting in front of listening to something, right? Now, I'm not saying don't go watch TV shows once in a while or don't go to the movies and stuff like that. But if you look at your time side of things, so he looked at it, and he said, you know what? I'm actually good. And he canceled his membership. He canceled his Blockbuster membership, uh, and never, he never actually went back there. Now, it's not to say he doesn't go back and watch movies and stuff like that. Movies are bad. But you also want to be mindful about how you're actually spending your time. Yeah, yeah, it's that so funny. <laughs> you answered my question a different question than I asked, but that's okay. That was a really good one. I really yeah. what I'm, do, are you doing a meditation live tonight, or do you want to send people to a, a website for that? Yeah, I'd be happy to do a, a meditation live tonight. Um, also, I'd be happy also to send over to you guys a free opt-in. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna send the link over to you uh, personally, uh, Jen, so you have that. So as you guys listen to this recording. Uh, it's easy for you guys to actually click. Um, and they can go right over to the page. And, again, it's a, a free meditation. Um, so you guys can actually go on there. And it's more than just a meditation. It's actually like a mini course around financial abundance. Um, so when you go mm. listen to this, it's literally like if you're sitting down doing a personal, like, one-on-one session with me. 
Um, I walk you through all the same similar questions I would ask, ask you. Um, I walk you through the same type of meditation I would do with you, like, you know, in, in person. Um, so you get a chance to actually listen to this. Um, and then you get a chance, you can do this as many times as you want. Um, and then at that point in time, uh, just give me some feedback. Let me know how I did for you. Um, it's always good to hear from everybody. Uh, and you can go through the course. There's a workbook along with the course. Uh, and you can, you know, listen to that as many times as you want. Mm-hmm. I, I appreciate that, you guys. I've been working with Daryl for, what, three, four weeks now, personally. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> I think this week becomes four weeks, yeah. Yeah, um, let's just say that... <laughs> yeah, what is it, big... let's, let's ask that question for a second, Dan. What's changed in your life in the past four weeks? Um, well, for me, I mean, I guess dealing... I, it's even hard. I, it's not even tangible for me, to be honest, because... Mm-hmm. You know, we can say that we worked on specific things, but in general, it's actually an overall feeling of ease and calming, you know, on on many things. And, like, solid. I feel solid. And, you know, I often feel fragmented or scattered or things like that. And the work that we've done has really pulled some of that together. Um, You know, we're working on specific things like phobias and stuff like that, but there's so much underlying that isn't obvious you know like a lot of you guys know i have issues i don't really like flying on an airplane and you think it's uh it's the airplane and it's never the thing you think it is you know it's always the stuff that's deeper it's that subconscious programming that our mind has done that we is causing stuff in our life that we're seeing today but it could be stuff the one thing that we worked on went back to when i was like six or seven, and um, it wasn't obvious at all. I mean, we couldn't have rationalized that, you know, on, on a conscious level. So um, it's very powerful. <laughs> and you guys, I did send out Daryl's website, and I, I'll send out a link with the the um, for the meditations. But his website is DarylHill.com, and Daryl is D-A-R-Y-L, and then Hill H-I-L-L.com, so that you can see Daryl and read about him and see what people say and all that jazz, but we'll, I'll get you the link to this little course with the meditation and everything that will help you because uh, it's, it's, it's something you've got to consciously work on. And I'm, I'm not going to baloney you guys in saying this, that we have to consciously work on ourselves if we want to be the leader that people want to follow. It's just a fact. And I'm sure, I mean, Daryl, when people are in the military, people that are way up there, do they – consciously work on themselves or are they just born leaders that can lead you know troops and stuff i mean how does that go in the military or is it people are working on their leadership yeah we have whole universities actually especially inside the marine corps um that people work on that leadership constantly um Mm -hmm. we literally have people out there getting master's degrees just on leadership i mean that that's how important it is so it's one yeah. of these things that never stops. I can tell you, even at the general level, you know, people that are generals have been in 30-plus years. Um, people are helping run the whole military. They have conferences, you know, just like you, you have conferences in direct sales. Well, they have conferences as well, and they get together and talk about general stuff because they have general problems, you know, um, so on that large scale. So it's, it's something that it's constantly, and it's in every community in the military, um, and I think it's one of those things a lot of times, you know, people overlook, especially um, if you've never actually 
been at that level before and actually seen that level um, of, of where you're at in life is you haven't been exposed to that. Now, myself, luckily, um, as a young child, um, I got involved in wrestling when I was in high school. And I found myself um, getting lucky enough to get mentored by this one individual who was phenomenal um, at being like a wrestler, right? And he, I'm not going to say he was a phenomenal coach, but he was a phenomenal coach to me. Um, I had never actually had someone in my life coach me before in wrestling. Uh, and long story short, I ended up actually going to my first wrestling camp between my, between my, junior, between my uh, sophomore and junior year. And when, when I went to this camp, it was a good camp, right? But it wasn't like the best camp out there, right? It wasn't like the one that was going to push you to that next level. It, it helped me go to, the, go to another level, but it wasn't that, like, like cream, to, cream to creme. It wasn't, like, the, the top of the line. So another friend of mine went to another camp, and this was uh, uh, Iowa's wrestling camp. And this individual turned around and came back and won, like, the state championship the next year, right? And it was unstoppable, went undefeated, and, like, nobody even was able to, like, get close to even on this guy's, like, level, right? And I was like, wow. I was like, what a difference, like, the one camp would actually make in his life. And in, in doing so, um, I saw myself as like, wow, well, you know, I need to get around that camp. So the next year, I actually went to that camp. Uh, and because of that camp, I became one of the best wrestlers in the state of Florida. And I had not wrestled, you know, at all, like, the previous, like, three years, right? The, the difference was I got around an environment of people at a young age like that. I got to see what it was to train like an Olympic athlete. I got a chance to see what it was to be a four-time All-American, to be a national champion. And to watch these guys actually go at it and wrestle at that level, I got a chance to watch a, a guy who actually coached the Olympics, you know, do and demonstrate moves on me, you know, to be at that level. And I think that's one of the biggest things as entrepreneurs is you guys are out there, you're, you're by yourself, um, you're, you're, you're behind your computer or you're doing your thing or you have your full-time job and you're, you're trying to do this like on a part-time basis, Right. Which is, which is, there's nothing wrong with any of that. But you need to always make sure you plug in. Plug in a cause like the gen actually has like this. Plug into your company that you're actually with. You know, plug into people that are having success. Because success breeds more success. What you want to stay away from is those people out there, they're the haters that are out there, right? The people that are like, oh, you can't do it. What they're really saying is they can't actually do it right? Mm-hmm. So I want you to re- remind yourself next time that somebody says you can't actually do it, they're just telling you that you can't do it. And that just makes you that much more determined to go out and actually prove wrong. Mm, holy moly. Whew, that's huge. Well, do you want uh, me to be quiet and mute? Do you want to take people through? I don't know, maybe we got about 10 minutes or so left. Do you want to take people yeah, through we'll meditation? Do, I'd love to do a quick meditation with you guys. Uh, we'll drop it on that. Um, okay, I'm going to mute so that I don't make any noises in the background. Okay, awesome. Like, you know, sometimes so, I sing and I fall off the chair and... <laughs> <laughs> I won't put you to sleep all the way, right? <laughs> no, if I start snoring, guilty. No, I won't start snoring. I usually don't fall asleep in meditation, but, um, yeah, I'll be quiet so there's no background noise. Okay, so what you guys right now, you know, take a nice deep breath. And as you're doing this, just pay attention to breathing for a moment. I want you to breathe in through your nose and hold that at the very top. And really focus on holding it and then just let all that oxygen out. I want you to breathe all the way through your stomach, right? All the way through your abdomen. And as you're doing that right now, just 
focus on something you're grateful for. And with the next breath you actually take, I want you to just allow your eyes to close. And as you're doing this, you're closing your eyes. And as you're closing your eyes, what's happening now is you're focusing on to a point in front of you that you're actually really grateful for. And in this moment, I want you to actually see this picture in front of you, right? And I want you to see this moment of gratitude as you're looking at it right in front of you. And as you're doing that right now, just imagine being right there in that moment. And imagine the feelings that you're having right now of what it was like when you're in that moment of gratitude. Now, for myself, I always like to focus in on my family, right? My three beautiful children, um, what it was like to hold my daughter for the first time, right? What it was to hold my son, what it was to look into their eyes for the first time, right? I want you to think of that one of the most grateful moments you have in your life, right? And I want you to focus in on that moment right now, that when you actually do, what you're really doing is you're focusing on the subconscious mind side of things. And as you're focusing on the subconscious mind side of things, what you're allowing to show up for yourself is, is gratitude. And within that gratitude, what's happening right now is I want you to step into that picture so you can see exactly what that picture actually looks like right now for yourself. And take a nice deep breath. And as you're looking at that picture right now, I want you to see that as if you're there right now. On the count of three, I want you to step into that picture. And as you're looking at that, allow your mind to then see the things that are happening right now in that moment. On the count of three, you're going to step into that picture. One, two, three. And you're looking out through that moment. Take a nice deep breath and just feel that moment right there. Feel what that feels like being in that moment. Feel yourself there right now. Hear the sounds that you did that day. Be there present in that time. Know all the steps it took you to be in that moment now. See the people that are possibly there. Imagine that moment is right now. And as you're thinking about that moment, being in the state of mind, Allow yourself now deeply to drop further into that place with each breath that you take on a deep state right now. And I want you to look out in front of you in your life. You're in this moment now. Look out in front of you and see that moment out in front of you that you've been looking for for a long time. It's this place of success you actually have for yourself. And it's, it's in this place right now. You take a nice deep breath. It's in front of you right now. That when you see that moment in time, see it out in front of you now. It's this place that you feel the same emotions as you do in this grateful moment. This place you're so grateful actually to be right now. And when you're in that moment right now, take a nice deep breath. See that moment out in front of you. And I want you to, with one breath, blow that energy out in front of you and make that picture even bigger now. So it's like the size of a movie screen. And as you're doing this, on the count of three, I want you to step into that moment out in front of you, and you're having this success you have in your life. You're at this place in your life where you've achieved this goal, where you feel the same emotions as you do right now, feeling this gratitude. On the count of three, one, two, three. Step into the future now. So when you look back on today, you can feel exactly 
same feelings as you're doing right now. And ask you to check, check with yourself right now about how it is that you feel about your emotions right now, being in this moment, being there present right now. And as you take a nice deep breath, just allow your mind to get deeper into that moment right now. Allow your mind to travel all the way there and see everything that's there that you need to see. As you take a nice deep breath, you can even smell what it smells like right now. Allowing your mind to be present in that moment. You're out in the future right now. As you take a nice deep breath, looking all the way back at the day, checking in, looking around, asking yourself what emotions are showing up for you right now. As you take a nice deep breath, go ahead and step out of that moment. I want you to fly up in the sky right now, just like a bird. You're flying all the way high in the sky, and you're looking all the way down on the ground, and you can see that time out in front of you. And I want you to allow your mind, your higher self now, just to connect with each other and allow you yourself to just let this go now out into the future. And allow your mind to allow this to show up now easily and effortlessly out in front of you. So when you float all the way back down into your body, where you're at right now, I want you to look out in the future. And you can now see this time that's out in front of you now. As you're looking at this time in front of you, what you're allowing yourself to see is the success place now you have for yourself. And then a count of three, you can step into this place at any time you like by saying the word success. I want you to jump into that picture one more time and feel exactly what it feels like to be grateful to be in that moment, to be, feel what it is to be there. On the count of three, see yourself there. One, two, three. Step into that moment now as you take a nice deep breath. Blow out anything that you've been holding on to that's been holding you back from having this type of success in your life. Right? And as you're in that moment right now, Allow yourself now to be present fully in this moment that when you're actually there now, you'll know immediately now that you know exactly how to get there easily and effortlessly over and over again now. And as you take a nice deep breath, you step out of that picture one more time. You remember success. And anytime you want to step into that place in the future, you just close your eyes and say success and step into that place now. As you do that, relax yourself. Come all the way back down into your body. Look out in the future. And just say the word success now over and over again. Say it several times. Coming all the way back down into your body, allowing yourself to be present once again. Allowing your eyes to open on success one more time now. Feeling what that feels like to be successful be grateful to be in this time right now. At any time you'd like to step back into the success you have for yourself in your life right now, you can go ahead and do that just by closing your eyes and saying the word success and step back into that time of gratitude. At any time you feel yourself getting off course, or maybe you're holding on to something that's not yours, or maybe you're just having a bad day. Just close your eyes and remember in your life what you're grateful for now. 
allow that to appear into your life easily and effortlessly. That's right. You take a nice deep breath and come all the way back into today. And when you're ready, go ahead and open your eyes all the way. You're coming all the way back, being there in your body right now. All right, so that's a way to anchor yourself back into a meditative state, guys, because what happens is when you're holding going to bring you back. It's going to help you eliminate all those negative things that can be going on in your life. Because you can't hold on to love. You can't hold on to gratitude. You can't hold on to peace. You can't hold on to any of those negative emotions if that's what you're holding on to. Mm -hmm. If you're holding on to love, you're holding on to the positivity side of things, what it's going to do is eliminate the negative emotions that you basically have been holding on to. Simply by changing your state of mind, it comes down to love and holding on to the gratitude side of things. And if you want to easily change your mind on a daily basis, allow yourself to tell somebody how you appreciate them. Maybe it's a waiter in a restaurant. You know, maybe it's the person at the checkout line when you're going to the grocery store. Right? Brighten somebody else's day just by saying, thank you, I'm grateful for you, thanks for serving me today. I appreciate you. And watch the smile that comes across their face when you look at them. You know, so we're running a little smile challenge with you guys. Do that every day for the next seven days. And I want you guys to let Jen know after you do that how that actually has shifted things in your life. Right? Because anytime all of a sudden you find yourself getting on, off track, you find yourself getting at a place where you know, you're frustrated or something that's not going right in your business or your personal life, sit down and write 10 things you're grateful for and how it's actually affected your life and see what happens with yourself. See how your frequency changes. See how all of a sudden you went from having a bad day to a great day. See all of a sudden the people you start attracting into your life and how it's actually changing things at that point. And really go and do that inner work and the inner game side of things because it's there that all the big shifts actually happen for yourself. So, Jen, I appreciate you having me on today. And um, Thank you. That was, I appreciate that, that was awesome. opportunity to work with your tribe. I was appreciate yeah. the opportunity to work with your tribe today. Yeah, thank you so much. And I will um, send out that link. You know, I also post it, you guys, in the Diamond Factory System Facebook group. But send me that, and then I'll put it out in, in an email link as a follow-up. And uh, let me go ahead and open the line so everybody can say good night to you. And thank you so much, Daryl. I know you're, <laughs> you're still in California right now, aren't you? Yep, I'm actually going down to sit down in person to help a veteran who is a Vietnam veteran who's uh, been affected by post-traumatic stress his whole life. Oh, wow. Are you going there now? Yeah, I'm driving to his house right now, so I apologize that it was a little bit noisy in the background there, but... Yeah, you're going to help people with that. So, well, you're at 6 p.m. Uh, at there at that time. We actually had a little longer light because the daylight savings and everybody was crabbing about it. But, boy, I'm grateful. <laughs> we have a yeah, little... absolutely. So, so good. But let me open the lines up so people can say goodnight to you and thank you. Hang on, let me do that. Yeah, they have questions. Thank you for your service as oh, well. Sorry, Daryl. I cut you off. Go ahead, everybody. Thank you for your service. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It was You're really welcome. great. You're welcome.